I'm Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is Reading Women, a podcast where we're reclaiming half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And today is episode 45, where we're talking about all things audiobooks. I'm so glad we're talking about audiobooks today. Yeah, we tend to do a co-host choice for our birthday month. And this month we decided, oh, audiobooks would be cool because most of the time that's what we're listening to anyway. This is true. I saw someone on Instagram the other day saying that they'd never listened to an audiobook before. And I was like, what? Like, oh, man. Like, I will admit, like, the more you listen, the better you get at listening to them. But you can read so much more thanks to audiobooks. It's very, very true. And I think also, like, people... You know, especially if you're a big super reader and you read books all the time, you're kind of having to go back and build up your listening comprehension as opposed to your Mm -hmm. reading comprehension. And so, you know, it's better to start with something like Harry Potter, you know? Yes. Jim Dale, all hail. Yes. They were definitely Team Jim Dale. Sorry, Stephen (laughs) Fry. No offense. But I find too, like right now, I'm mostly listening to audiobooks because I just read a bunch of heavy physical books. So the audiobook is kind of a nice break. Yeah, they're great for splitting up, like as you said, difficult books. I really enjoy listening to a lot of fantasy books on audio just because it's nice and light and fluffy and in most cases, yes, yeah, they're delightful, which is why we're talking about them this month. Yes, and I'll talk more about narrators and stuff later, but I have a lot to say. <laughs> well, first, the news. Yes. So we have, I guess the biggest piece of news is the Man Booker International Prize, which went to a woman and her female translator, which is just fantastic. So so Olga Tokarczuk took the prize with Jennifer Croft, her translator for flights. And actually, she's apparently like a really famous writer in Poland, which I knew nothing about. Yeah, unfortunately. But now that she's on my radar, I definitely want to pick up this book. It comes out, I believe, in like August, I think, in the United States is when it comes Something out. Something like that. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to read this one. I think it's going to be pretty great. That's one thing I love about awards is that it really helps introduce me, at least, to books from authors that I had never heard of before, especially international prizes like this one. Yeah. Definitely, because I feel like that's something that I've been actively working on. I know we've been working on the podcast is to feature more international authors mm-hmm. and uh, read more of them. So finding these is pretty cool. So and also I've read that she also has a great backlist. So there's that too. Are all of them translated though? That is a very good question. Because I was looking her up on Goodreads earlier and I didn't see many in English. So, Well, if they haven't been up to this point, I'm sure they will be in the near future. That's I hope what, so. That's what they did with Hong Kong. They were like, oh, we'll translate all the Hong Kong books. <laughs> or you'll just have to learn Polish. You oh, know. my goodness. <laughs> I struggle enough with English. Or there's a will, there's a way. Anyway. Uh, and the other part of news is Reading Women Month, which is our birthday month, which is now. It is now. <laughs> It is now. It is June. It is June. That's so crazy. Ah, I know I said this on our bonus episode, which we'll talk about more later, but I can't believe it's been a year already. I feel like we just had a birthday. Yeah, I feel like we just talked about a Hidden Figures. Yes. Oh, my goodness. For whatever reason, that's where my brain is attached. Like, oh, we just talked about Hidden Figures. No, Kendra. No, that was 12 no. months ago. <laughs> no, but we're really excited. We have a lot of fun stuff planned, which, if you've, like, as I mentioned, if you've already listened to our bonus episode, you know about, but... We have a lot more fun stuff planned, too. And we'll talk about it later. And now I'm just repeating myself, so let's just move on. (laughs) 
All right, so let's jump into some of the audiobooks that we've picked for this month. I have the first one, which is Backtalk by Daniel Lazarin. This is out from Penguin, and the narrator is Reba Burr. And this is a short story collection. And I think short story collections can be hit or miss on audio because oftentimes when one story ends, you kind of miss it because it's the same narrator. But I think the best way to handle that would be to have a full cast like audio narration like Awayland by Ramona Asabel. But if you don't have the funds or the production costs to do that, I think Reba Burr did a great job because she does change her voice with each story depending on the narrator. Oh, that is great. Yeah, I think... Next to having full cast, she did a great job, and this is the way to go. Uh, she had to change her voice as well because this is a coming of age collection about women coming of age from the ages of like teenager to early thirties, which is very interesting. Are they chronological by age? No, they're not. Oh, that's interesting too. I actually don't know how they're organized. Probably just by like how the, they made the reader feel and the different types of stories. There are longer stories. There are stories that are a few pages. And they all involve women. Um, and, you know, Autumn, I'm surprised that you weren't the one that found this one first because it is a short story collection. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I don't know how I missed it. But, yeah, short stories are my things. And this is on my list, so, you know, for what it's worth. And I think you'll enjoy it because it is a very feminist collection. And we will be talking to Alice uh, Bolin uh, later this month about the dead girl kind of phenomenon and how people are obsessed mm-hmm. with dead women uh, and dead girls as a you know a trope in mysteries and different things. And after reading this collection, I sat down, I read some reviews, and I realized that a lot of times when there are short stories about women, even written by women. It focuses on women's sexuality, whether it's, you know, when men write, it's women being sexualized, or when women write, it's women taking back their sexuality and kind of having, like, an overreaction Mm -hmm. against that. But this short story collection is just about women living their lives, just women as human beings. Which is so interesting, and it actually ties back to, we recently did an interview with Megan O'Connell about motherhood, And how that's kind of something, how like women doing normal woman things isn't, doesn't exactly get as much press as you would think or isn't respected. Yeah. And I feel like that is one of the things that Daniel Lazarin wanted to tackle in the short story collection was women just living life. So this short story collection does primarily feature um, a middle class kind of protagonist, though there are stories um, about women from different economic statuses or racial backgrounds or different things. But I would say mostly there are about a similar type of woman, um, but there are of a different ages as well, which I think is interesting to look at. And a lot of the stories do revolve around major urban areas uh, like Paris. There's one set in Paris I really liked. And there's uh suburbs of New York and different things as well. Uh, But the characters are just discovering different things about themselves. And it's not about their interactions with men per se, either. It's about them a lot of times trying to figure out themselves. Hmm. I've seen a lot of reviews on Instagram and stuff, and it looks like it's really good. Yeah, I definitely think that... uh, yeah, I definitely think so. And I'll definitely be looking forward to Daniel Lazarin's novel. I saw she was working on a corkboard somewhere on social media. She was posting how she's getting up for corkboard to work on her novel. So oh. I'm definitely going to be looking for that. Cool. Um, so that is Backtalk by Daniel Lazarin. And that audiobook is narrated by Reba Burr. 
So my first pick is The Book of Unknown Americans by Christina Enriquez, and this book is published by Knopf. And this is a book where it's told, it's one story told in chapters, but between the chapters are kind of short stories, but really shorter than short stories, more like vignettes of different characters who are not main plot characters. Did that make sense? Yes. Yes, it did. So it follows this immigrant family who comes to the U.S. because their daughter, she has an accident. And at the beginning, we don't know what happened to her. But they come to the U.S. so he can get a job. Like, he gives up a prosperous business so she can get medical treatment. And so that's the main plot. And so they come and live in this apartment building. And so the stories interspersed between are people who also live in the apartment building and who are mentioned in the main story, but they don't really get big plot points. Anyway, but so this one was done, so on audio, I tried to find who the specific narrators were, but everywhere they just have listed various. So, I don't know why. If you find it, let us know. So the main story is narrated by one author, or by one reader, and then each of the different characters has a different narrator, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I love the really ensemble-type audiobooks, because I feel like it makes the book feel more authentic. I think so, too. And especially a book like this, there's a lot of Spanish in it. And all the narrators, I believe they're at least, they're Spanish speakers. So it's really helpful because then I can hear the names pronounced the way that they should be pronounced and they're not Americanized, which I really enjoyed as well. So I will say that I didn't really like the ending of this book. I felt like it was cut short. And that's like my only real complaint about it. When it was over, I was like, wait, what? How did I don't so that's like my one thing that I didn't really love about this book, but I really love that it showed it showed a non romanticized version of the immigrant story, which I also found really interesting. Yeah, I've seen this book several different places and on Instagram and different things, so I, I'm glad to hear that the audiobook is is well done. That's just my that's my kryptonite, like multiple narrators. Yeah, and it it was well done, and I think that too. One thing about the story is, like, I think in mainstream media, there's this narrative that immigrants come to this country and steal all of Americans' money. But I think this story really shows that that's not really the case and that a lot of times when people come here, they do give up jobs as, like, doctors or lawyers or owning their own businesses to come here. And so it was I really appreciated getting to hear that side of the story as well. So you said that there were a bunch of different uh, like narrators or viewpoint characters, different things. Is this primarily told from the perspective of a woman? It is. It's actually told from the perspective of the mom. So she has a lot of like kids that immigrate with her to the U.S. No, it's just their one daughter. So they come. So it's this couple who comes to the U.S. with just their one daughter. Um, so then all the other characters in the book are just like neighbors and stuff but they're from all over the place and there's one boy in particular I think I read that this book was pitched as like a romance story and in a way like there is a romantic subplot but it's not really like the main theme of the book or anything like that so that is the book of unknown Americans by Christina Enriquez and my next pick is educated by Tara Westover and this is out from Random House and narrated by Julia Willen. And now I feel like everyone has heard of this book already, right? Probably. 
Yeah. So, but if you haven't heard of this book, uh, this is a fantastic memoir by Tara Westover, who grew up in rural Idaho, and her father had has bipolar or some other type of mental illness that manifests itself in his belief in sur- like a survivalist kind of uh, lifestyle, where he believes the world is ending. And so he also kind of created his own extremist form of Mormonism that doesn't really look like anything else that Tara saw when she went to eventually to Brigham Young University. And so in growing up in that family, uh, her dad was very emotionally abusive and her brother is very physically abusive and her mom is definitely culpable and, and just letting that happen. And so they didn't believe in hospitals or public schools, and they said they would homeschool Tara and her siblings, but really they just handed them books and were like, here, go educate yourselves, and they didn't do anything. <laughs> so Tara eventually did go to Brigham Young University and eventually went to Cambridge and got a PhD, and she tells the story, and I love how she approaches it because it's like she's a historian. You know, She goes and talks to mm-hmm. other people, gets the primary resources, and says, well, so-and-so thought my birthday was on this day in September. My grandma thought it was a different day. My mom thought it was a different day. Which is so sad. Like, this story is so heartbreaking on so many levels. It is a very difficult book to read. So just FYI, there are trigger warnings for emotional and physical abuse in this story. So if that's something you need to be aware of, just a heads up. I do know some people who've been unable to read the book um, because the father is so emotionally abusive in particular and very manipulative. But I do appreciate the way that Tara helped, you know, she described why she loved her family so much and why going out of her isolated community was so difficult emotionally because she was having to cut ties with so many people because they wouldn't accept that she had chosen a different life. I'm trying to refrain myself. Because this is one of our discussion books, and there's a lot I could say about this book. We have a lot of feelings, friends. Lots of feelings <laughs> about this one. But we both really, really loved it and what she represented. And there's just so many things that we could talk about this book, which, again, is why that it is one of our picks. But a, a note on the narrator real quick, since we're not going to go into that discussion right now. The narrator is amazing, and I feel like she did a great job of capturing the matter-of-fact style with which Tara describes what happens to her. She doesn't uh, sensationalize it. She's just very matter-of-fact. This is what happened, and this is how I felt while it was happening, and I felt like the narrator really captured that. So that's Educated by Tara Westover out now from Random House, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. Which brings us to the middle point of our episode where we are talking about Reading Women Month. As we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is our birthday month, and so we are having a lot of things going on. You probably already know about the daily Instagram challenge. We're having a discount in the Reading Women's Store. All of our book blind dates are 30% off, even the hardback ones, which is a really good deal. We just have all kinds of things going on. Yeah, and over on BookTube, we also have a readathon going on based on the Reading Women Challenge. So if you're participating in our yearly reading challenge, you can go over there and check that out. And we're also doing a Mrs. Dalloway read-along, and every Sunday, starting on the 10th of June, I'm posting videos about that particular 50 pages. We're doing 50 pages a week, because it's only 200 pages long, Uh, but it is beautiful and wonderful. So we're going to you're just basically going to watch a video of me gushing about it, which is fine. That's fine. It was sprinkled with fun facts. <laughs> I've already seen a lot of videos popping up with recommendations for the Reading Women Challenge. So if you're participating in it and need some recs, definitely check out those videos. 
And we'll have all of that linked in our show notes and a link to the Reading One Month page. And you can see all of the different things that are going on this month in one place. So that brings us to my last pick for this episode, which is The Idiot by Elif Bachman. And this book is published by Penguin Press and it is narrated by the author, which is always a Ooh. treat. Yes. That's okay. So this is where I'm going to have my little aside. One of the things that I really appreciate about audiobooks is if I can get a book that's narrated by the author, because I feel like you get such a unique experience hearing an author read their own work. I recently read A Tale for a Time Being This Way, and Ruth Ozeki says at the end, like, you know, this, she actually said about that, she said, this book, this audio version of my book, I consider it to be separate from the physical copy of my book. Because she said of the different experience you have, which I thought was a really interesting statement. Yeah, that is very interesting. I wonder if she meant like the editions like were different. Like this is a different edition of my book because you experience it differently. I don't know. Or I mean, because she that'd be interesting conversation. Yeah, because she did mention too that the physical copy of her book has some footnotes and has like some sketches in it. So I mean, it is a different experience that way. But I just thought that was cool. So it's always a treat for me to get to hear an author read their own work, which is, as I mentioned, one of my favorite things about audiobooks. So Elif Bataman read her own book, and we actually saw her at the Decatur Book Festival last year. And she has such a dry wit about her. (laughs) (laughs) And so the protagonist of this book, Celine, has that same kind of dry wit. So I feel like it's really helpful to hear Celine's voice in the voice that Elif, I'm sure, imagined in her head as she was writing it. So the protagonist of the book is this girl named Celine, and she just, she's a daughter of immigrant parents from Turkey, and she gets into Harvard. And so it's set in 1995 so it's like right at the beginning of the internet age and right at the beginning of email and she gets an email address her first day on campus and so it is a coming-of-age novel and it is a novel about a college experience but it's also I think most importantly a book about words and the words that we use and why we use words and translation and translation issues so there's there's a lot going on in this book one of the things i really loved about this book is the style in which it's told and i remember i read this book last fall and i read it in 24 hours i remember sitting oh my on a saturday i i I have this thing where i have to get up and get ready like i can't just sit in my pajamas in my bed all day like i need to get like i don't know what it is about me (laughs) but i actually sat in my pajamas like in all of my saturday morning nastiness and insisted i had to finish this book and i sat there for hours and i just finished it because i was like i love this book so much and i was trying to figure out why And I think part of it's just like, I feel like, you know, I've always wanted to follow Rory Gilmore around the aisle and know every single thing that she did during the day because Mm -hmm. I love Gilmore Girls so much. And I just love that everyday stuff. And that's what this book is. You're following uh, Sailing Around and she's like doing all of these different things. And she notes every single class she's doing, like what's happening, what she put on her wall, how her roommates work, when they switch rooms. Like, yeah. It's, and that's the thing, is like some people I've read some reviews where they're like, nothing happens in this book. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. Like when you were 19 or 17 or however old you were when you went to college, like 
there's nothing going on in your life for real. Yeah. So I felt like it was very, I felt like it was very true to life in that sense. And in a lot of sense, not. But she also tackles some issues about immigration and what it's like to be a first generation American student and all kinds of things. There's just all kinds of stuff in this book. There is. And I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. And I feel like if you want to look up, um, Elif Bataman's, the, her talks on YouTube or anything, her humor in those talks is exactly like the book. Yes. It's exactly yes. the same. And, and I think she said at the Decatur Book Festival, I think, I hope I'm remembering correctly, that some of the events are based off of things that actually happened to her or some of the memories that she had, like, from starting school. So I think they're probably, and I don't want to say, like, she's a woman who wrote a book, therefore it's autobiographical. That's not it at all. I think it's just that her voice is very strong in this book, which I think helps kind of understand what's going on and what she's doing. A lot of dry situational comedy. Yes. Including Albert Einstein. Including Albert Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) So, highly recommend it. It got great reviews from Roxane Gay as well, and if you like what she reads, then you need to read this book. But it's our discussion book as well for the next episode, so we'll kind of unpack it a little bit more in the next episode. And that is The Idiot by Elif Bataman, published by Penguin Press. So you might have noticed that we've each done two books, and Autumn said that that was her last pick, and that is because you have heard both of us give recommendations and talk about books for about two years now. Yep. So we thought it was probably high time to go afield and talk to some of you guys and see what you thought about our themes every month and what books you would recommend. We reached out to Jacqueline, who is an Australian expat living in Texas, and we met her, of course, on the Booktornet. She has a booktube channel and a blog. So we went and asked her what audiobooks she would recommend for audiobook month. Okay, so the first book I wanted to talk about was American Fire, Love, Arson and Life in a Vanishing Land, and it's written by Monica Hesse, and the audiobook is narrated by Tanya Eby. And this book is a it's a true crime book, um, but to say that that's it is sort of selling a bit short. So Monica Hesse was a Washington Post reporter, and in this book she really speaks about a five-month arson spree that plagued Accomack County in Virginia over 2012 to 2013. Almost every night in the county there were these random fires being started, mostly in abandoned buildings all over the county. So the residents and the volunteers were totally consumed with dealing with it. And you really get that sort of feeling of overwhelmed community from the book. We find out who the culprits are really early on, so it's not spoiling to sort of speak about that a little bit more. But uh, Monica Hesse drove all the way down to the county to report on the trial and What she covers in the book is so much more than just talking about a true crime. She really goes into um, the story behind the two suspects, uh, the accused in the end, um, and she talks about their problematic backgrounds, you know, their drug, crime, abuse issues, and what led them to start all these fires across Accomack County. So I chose this particular book to read by audio because I'm a massive addict of true crime podcasts like Serial and S-Town and when I'd heard about this book I'd been reading books like Evicted and I'd heard a lot of people in the book community talking about it so I think Heidi at My Reading Life had you know talked about American Fire particularly and I just thought it would be a really good one to pick up on audio for that sort of podcasty fix. 
So what makes this book special to me and what I think are some of my sort of key takeaways from it were less about what I think the author was trying to convey. So I think she was really trying to tell a bit of a snapshot story about rural America and um, the economic decline of this particular county. But I actually just found it a fascinating, like a really compelling narrative about these two really damaged people and this crazy arson spree that they went on. If you didn't know it was true crime, it's so extreme you'd almost think it was a really brilliant work of fiction. So I just really enjoyed reading it. Okay, so the second book is The Year of Living Danishly, Uncovering the Secrets of the World's Happiest Country, and it's written by Helen Russell and narrated by Lucy Price-Lewis. And this book is about a journalist who finds out that she's moving to Denmark for a year with her husband. Uh, Her husband's been offered an opportunity to go work for Lego over there, and I mentioned the company particularly because she refers to her husband throughout the book as Lego Man, which I thought was quite cute. So they moved from London in the UK over to Jutland, and I'm probably pronouncing that terribly, but it's a rural part of Denmark. And the angle she takes, which is sort of quite self-evident from the title, is, you know, what makes Denmark such a happy country? What are the secrets? And the chapters that follow uh, sort of uh, narrate a, a month in her time there. I think they err on being a little bit surface level and don't go too much into things like the emotions of being an expat and some of the things that are more challenging. But it's a really lighthearted and quite a funny look at some of the more everyday and lifestyle differences. So she talks about things like dealing with neighbours and the politics of sorting through your recycling quite meticulously over there. And the bit that I thought was most fascinating and I think what a lot of expats will relate to is um, she talks about how uh, the Danish are really heavily into activities and how it's such an integral part of community life to be in clubs and associations and try new things. And I think because it's such a big deal for expats how you meet people, um, how you go about this logistically, it was really fascinating to learn that it was such a, a well-accommodated part of Danish life. As an expat, I think there was things that I related to in that you start to see the sort of comical things in your everyday life. So while, you know, my own expat experience in Texas is very different to, you know, an experience of an English person in Denmark, I think I saw just you know, little quirks and interactions of people and how, you know, really minor things might not be a big deal for you, but they, you know, huge faux pas in another country. So I think there's a scene that she describes really well. She's, um, she's putting up a, a, I think it's a Swiss flag for one of her, one of her friends that's visiting from back home. She just gets completely destroyed by her neighbors because it's this massive, you know, social faux pas. It's, you know, against the law in Denmark to put up a foreign flag and, you know, it could be considered an act of war. And, um, you know, it was just something that she was doing to try and make one of her guests really, you know, accommodated. And, you know, all her neighbours are just, they were crowding around her house, like tut-tutting. And it was a, you know, I just thought, I mean, I've never not experienced anything like that myself, but I just thought that was so funny. And she also, like, she just makes you so hungry because she talks about, like, beautiful Danish pastries and, you know, things like that, like all the discovering new food. And, I mean, that's such a big part of being an expat. I think that part was really fun too. So in terms of the narrator, I actually thought she did a really good job and she reflected some of the humour quite well. She had a very sort of dry, matter-of-fact way of uh, telling it, which I think sort of reflected a lot of the sarcasm and you know, wit that was in the uh, author's original text. So I think she did a really good job of conveying that. So in terms of final thoughts on this book, I I don't think it really gives you a a nice 
boxed example of why Denmark's such a happy country. But I think that's because she gives a really balanced overview of, you know, very high level, albeit, um, of parts of Danish society. So it's not all glowing. You know, she talks about things like everyday sexism. So it's not all Danish pastries and tugger. You know, it's sort of a very balanced view. I do think it's made me see the humour in my own experiences a little bit more and, you know, to take the whole experience of living somewhere differently a bit more lightheartedly. So, I mean, for me, it's, you know, the fact that y'all is now one of my favourite words and I'm not sure what I was doing with my life before I discovered Texas barbecue. So I think it's just, yeah, it makes me appreciate difference a bit more. So if you're a fan of podcasts like S-Town and Serial and you've never tried audiobooks but are really curious to see how you'd find them, I'd really recommend trying American Fire. If you're an expat anywhere, not necessarily in Denmark, I'd highly recommend you give The Year of Living Danishly a go because I think it will make you think a lot more about your own experience as an expat and maybe start some conversations in your head that you hadn't particularly thought of before. So that was Jacqueline at Six Minutes From Me. I will link her blog and her booktube channel in our show notes. You can definitely go check her out. It was great talking with her and hearing some of the audiobooks that she really loves. So I'm definitely going to be picking up American Fires and Year of Living Danishly. I heard great things about those of those books, and I feel like I definitely want to pick them up in audio now, particularly. I know, right? And I might just go move to Denmark, too. <laughs> just don't put up flags from different countries or people will yell at you. <laughs> oh, man. So thanks, Jacqueline, for recommending those audiobooks. So those are our six books for Audiobook Month. So what are you reading now, Autumn? So I just got a copy of Belly Up by Rita Bullwinkle, and this book is published by A Strange Object, which is a very small press, and they publish really incredible things. I feel like this book has been buzzed a lot, and I just got my copy, so I haven't finished it, or I haven't started it yet, but it is a short story collection that says it includes ghosts, mediums, harps, teenage girls who think they're plants, carnivorous churches. So it sounds kind of gothic, strange, amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, it sounds like Shirley Jackson and Neil Gaiman had a child. I know, right? <laughs> so shout out to a strange object for sending me a copy. I really appreciate it and looking forward to digging in. And what are you reading, Kendra? <laughs> So, I, you know, you know, remember Autumn last year, I read Himself by Jess Kidd. I read Himself by I'm, Jess Kidd. And I was going to say, and then I made you read it was the yes, next part of I it. I love that story. <laughs> well, I just got Mr. Flood's Last Resort, which is her second novel uh, in the UK. And I think everywhere else, pretty much in the world is called The Hoarder. And it has a much sinister, more sinister cover. But this is about, I believe, a young woman who goes to care for a man who hoards and it's mysterious. But it doesn't really tell you much. And I'm fine with that because we, as we all know, if you've read himself, you can't talk about anything about that book without giving away spoilers. Yeah, it's amazing. So I have actually found the audiobook of this one. So it's on my list this month to listen to. So Cool. Yes. Well. Very much excited. So I'm just going to come and steal your physical copy and you can listen to the audiobook. Okay. okay. Break. We'll get that teleporter eventually. Yeah, eventually. So those are our picks for Audiobook Month, and we hope you go check those out. Again, all of them will be linked in our show notes. And if you didn't know, we 
also have a version, a more full version of our show notes on our website, readingwomenpodcast.com. You can go check those out. That has links and a bunch of different things you can go find. Be sure to check out Reading Women Month, which is happening all month long. And we have giveaways and so many different things. You'll want to check that out. So be sure to join us for our next episode where we'll be talking about educated and idiot. Meanwhile, you can find Reading Women on social media at The Reading Women, and you can find Kendra at KB Winchester and me at Autumn Privet. And thank you all so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.